Welcome to Rise to Liberty Podcast, the best podcast you've never heard of, fighting for free speech and spreading the message of liberty. Find us at risetoliberty.com for everything related to the show, including our merch, social media, episode player, and much more. Um, let's see. Thomas Reed, Thomas Queter is rolling for New York State Senate. The people of District 52 has been used and abused by a bloated and corrupt government. Thomas has been fighting his whole life and is now taking the fight to the ones responsible. Give the people of District 52 a fighting chance and head over to tomfor52.com and leave a donation. Greasy Porcupine's Mobile Auto Repair, helping the people of Arizona to maintain and repair their vehicles for a reasonable price. Little money, no money, Greasy Porcupine's still wants to help. Open Monday through Saturday, 24 hours a day. Just visit greasyporcupines.org or call 602-845-0105. Now today, we've got a pretty special guest. Is uh, the host of Monero Talks? Uh, you're just on YouTube, correct? Yeah, uh, we, you know, all the podcast channels as well, Spotify and all those. But yeah, YouTube. So we uh, we have Doug of Monero Talks, and it's uh, a really great channel for all things for the best cryptocurrency out there. I, I would argue probably the only actual cryptocurrency. All right, we should just end the conversation right there. Normally, yeah, right? I have to convince people of that, uh, so that's refreshing. <laughs> so, how's it going today? Good, man. Good. Everything's good. I was working today. I spent the day working on the Monerotopia. We're throwing a conference in Miami, uh, April seventh. Nice. Actually, during the big Bitcoin conference. Uh, I don't know if that's a good idea or a bad idea, but we're throwing it on one of the days of their conference because we thought, you know, since there'd be like thousands of people down there, maybe some would come to the Monero conference. So uh, I've been putting that together, trying to get some guests. So nice. uh, a good day, man. It's it's always a good day when I'm focused mostly on Monero. That's that's my passion. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. So for my guests, there not a lot I would say are uh, crypto savvy. Okay. Um, but would you like to give a quick rundown of why you chose Monero versus pretty much anything? Bitcoin, Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash, anything else? Yeah. I mean, so I could obviously talk about this for, for days and I do. Uh, but the short story is I started off as a Bitcoiner, like a BTC maxi. Actually, my first coin was Doge, but this is uh, when it first, <laughs> when it literally it first launched in yeah. uh, that like, I got a. I had watched Bitcoin for a year or so before it, without understanding what the technology was at all. Just thinking it was another attempt at creating, uh, you know, a, a digital cash, so to speak, but without understanding that somebody actually figured out how to make a decentralized payment system. I just thought it was, you know, like these other attempts, and it was just going to be shut down. Uh, and then I saw this Dogecoin thing launch. This was like late 2013. And I was like, "Oh, let me uh, let me try to 100x my money because at least you know I, I know these these so-called uh, cryptocurrencies are good for that." I bought fifty dollars worth of Doge, and this was on Christmas Eve. This is why I remember the date so well. And I woke up Christmas morning, and all my Doge was gone. Um, oh no! Yeah, I had saved it on an online web wallet, which is like you know the number one thing not to do, especially back then. And without understanding uh, why that's a bad idea. 
um, I, I saved it there. I woke up and my $50 of Doge was gone. So I was like, what? I was like, this makes no sense. I was like, there's no way this technology uh, is going to do what it, it's proposing to do if everybody's funds are just going to get stolen so easy. I was like, there must be more to it. And that sent me down the rabbit hole and I, I started learning about crypto and I read the Satoshi White Paper and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Uh, all you have to do is, you know, you hold that private key and it's nobody can take your crypto. It's unconfiscatable. Um, it's it's digital cash. You can send money anywhere. Nobody can see it. I was like, and, and that's that's kind of where I, I hit, the, hit the roadblock. Uh, I was like, wait a minute. But it's it's... The way this technology works is like all the all the transactions are recorded on this this ledger. It took me it took me some time to realize the implications of that. It took me like maybe a good like four months. And then I started seeing other people pointing it out as well. I was like, yeah, I was like, that doesn't really make make sense. I mean, it's it's a great first attempt. I, I get why it's being done that way, but it seems like the outcome could be horrendous. Uh, Mostly because you're going to be able to track and trace every single transaction that anybody makes, right? And, and once you yeah. begin to associate people with the addresses that they have, you could essentially surveil people and track and trace all their transactions. And then just from a monetary uh, or a, a standpoint, monetary standpoint or digital gold standpoint, it just breaks down and no longer works as digital cash or digital gold if every unit effectively no longer equals every other unit. It's no longer fungible, right? Because yeah. every transaction comes with the history. And so that was uh, that's kind of how I found my way to Monero and been studying it ever since. And we can get into some of the other aspects, but I think one of the things that's not even talked about as much with regards to Monero, uh, in addition to its privacy or fungibility, is the fact that it's, it's built fundamentally different than Bitcoin in terms of how it scales. And it has some some techniques that essentially, I believe, uh, allow for it to become more decentralized and censorship resistant than Bitcoin over time. And that's why I'm... Uh, yeah, honestly, that. that's one of my favorite aspects of it is because most every cryptocurrency is either based on, you know, Ethereum or Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I found that Monero wasn't, I mean, the, the, the security was the biggest thing that drew me to it. I mean, I, I don't like the idea of my checking account being out on the internet. You know, that's... I wouldn't put my financial records out there anyways. And so why, why would I allow that? Why would I invest in this new technology that will display my checking account everywhere for everyone to see? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm not comfortable with that. Um, I'm not sure why anyone would be. Um, I am a proponent of government being on Bitcoin though, you know, being right. able to see, exactly every single satoshi and where it's spent right yeah i think uh i think that makes sense right so uh bitcoin can be the coin of you know that governments uh, use and monero could be the the currency of the people right so allowing yeah. people having the freedom to transact freely um without censorship uh, while keeping governments completely transparent and open is it's it, it's an interesting idea that people talk about as maybe that will be the outcome. Um, 
but I'm not sure. I'm not so sure governments are going to want to go down that road, right? Um, no, not if they have a choice at that. Right. Uh, the other thing people don't really talk about often about Monero too is obviously this idea that it's you know it's private by default, but you can very you know easily and it's getting more easy. Uh, you know, audit. You know, uh, if you're audited, show show your transactions with with view keys. Um. So while it's private by default, you could easily opt out of that and show people your transactions as needed. So, you know, yeah. that's something that people kind of discount. Um, but that in my mind, that makes more sense uh, to so having this system where it, it acts as digital cash, but when required, you can, you know, opt out or, or opt, you know, Opt opt away from uh, what it's supposed to be doing, and 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 sh- and show your transactions as needed, so it conforms um, with with regulations if need be, right? Because um, that's one of the major criticisms of Monero. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I be- I believe the pr- the purposes of of crypto is to be built in such a way that um, it's not asking for permission to exist it just exists and no regulations can stop it um i think that's you know what the purpose of crypto is and uh most cryptos when you look at them aren't really built to achieve that and i think monero has bitcoin beat there uh but yeah just bringing up this fact that if necessary you you can show people what your transactions were by providing view keys, which I think is important. So what made you want to start uh, Monero Talks other than the, the obvious of being into Monero itself? Uh, well, it really was just that obvious. I wanted to learn about it more. Um, and so I wanted, you know, I was kind of going down this road trying to figure things out and I had my own questions. And so I just thought the best way to have those questions answered would be to talk to the experts. And um, best way to get the attention of the experts is to start a podcast. And uh, so that's why I did it. And, you know, so most of my guests are, you know, devs and people that are working on the Monero project. And it's really me searching, searching, you know, asking questions and trying to understand if, if my hypothesis is correct. Um, I like to believe, uh, you know, I, I originally framed the show as, you know, uh, me on this mission of discovering whether or not Monero is the truest cryptocurrency, um, whether or not it's true digital cash. And so far, that that's, you know, I continue to believe that. Um, you know, I like to believe that I'm, I'm open-minded enough that if I started to realize otherwise, I would... You know, say those things, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know how honest I could be there. You know, because at the end of the day, I do hold bags. You know, so I think it's important to yeah. uh, to be honest about that. I mean, you see a lot of these crypto guys, especially these BTC maxis, um, and they're out there talking Bitcoin up all the time and how it's digital gold. And you just got to wonder if any of how how many of them are um, actually, you know being objective or whether or not they you know whether they truly believe in all the things they're saying or it's just because they're they're pumping their bags so i don't know i mean to to be honest i'm i probably uh it's it's hard to remove yourself from that but i like to believe i'd i'd have the ability to do so if i started to uh doubt monero 
Yeah, I I feel the same way. You know, it's I don't know the ideals behind the Monero community is really what drew me in, um, and I think it's really interesting. It doesn't really fall upon a particular political line or uh, really any sort of ideology necessarily. It's really just people who put privacy as a, a major importance. Um, of course, all the FUD, uh, anyone who doesn't know, fear, uncertainty, and doubt, um, comes out about it is that criminals use it. You know, they, they hit the, uh, the dark web. You know, I think that's kind of interesting. And it's like, all kinds of criminals use uh, the fiat dollar, so I'm I'm not sure what your argument is here. So because you're you're not planning on abandoning the U.S. dollar because criminals use it, right? It it doesn't make sense to me. Right. Um, what does make sense to me it, is having people stay out of my bank account. Um, I should be able to transact with whoever and whatever company I want, you know, as long as I'm not hurting somebody else, I don't see the issue with it. And that's the, that's what drew me in. Um, of course I, I lean, uh, more libertarian, you know, that that's, uh, where I come from politically. Um, but there's people of all persuasions on all sides. And I, I find that really interesting about the community itself. And it, they're, really welcoming yeah the monero community is is extremely diverse and i often try to figure out what exactly it is we all ultimately agree upon uh because there is this real collective passion that's there and it's for building digital cash obviously but you know i think people's philosophies around why that's important are different but they all happen to believe it is important uh but there's definitely you know, uh, it's it's not cohesive in terms of people's day to day politics. Uh, yeah. You have extreme left wing people on, on, you know, in the Monero community. Extreme right wing. You have libert obviously a lot of libertarians, uh, and I know this because I've been up against the uh, up against them in ways where you know I would even w- with our Monerotopia conference, uh, we had a big yeah. issue with that. Um, we get one of our uh, we were going to have Chris. I don't know, are you familiar with Chris Guy? Uh, name sounds familiar, but he's uh, very popular in Canada. He was kind of pushing the um, the anti-vax mandates over there. You know, okay, I know Chris. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, I had him on my show. You know, um, I, I like him as a as a character. As a, I like his passion. I like his ability to uh, lead people, and I like what he's doing over there in Canada. I don't know. I didn't know that much about him when I reached out to him, but I thought, huh, here would be a, here's an interesting guy who should really be into Monero for uh, what it stands for and what it's yeah. capable of doing, especially somebody who's trying to leave a, lead a controversial movement against essentially against the government, right? So another what I see as a very important use case for Monero for digital cash, this ability for minority groups especially minority political groups that uh, are trying to achieve something to be able to fund themselves without censorship, right? That, that's important. Um, so I reached out to Chris on those grounds and introducing him to Monero and he had, had already heard about it, he wasn't, but he wasn't really that into it. He was actually into Ripple, which like, I was like, what? Okay. So I was like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, you, you know, you're too, you're too smart for this. 
Uh, and so I got him into Monero. Like I, I, we started texting, and he downloaded a wallet, and I sent him some Monero, and he was understanding. He was picking up. I had him on the show, and we had a great conversation. Anyway, I ended up uh, asking him to be a speaker at Monerotopia, and we had him on there uh, on our on our website. And a few people in the community came at me very very strongly with regards to him being a speaker, and they didn't want him to be a speaker, and. Uh, they started saying, well, uh, you know, he has this past where he said a lot of very controversial, super like racial and anti-Semitic yeah. things. And they s- sent me t- like all these examples of it. And then now here I am caught up in this. Right. And I am this yeah. like hardcore free speech advocate. I believe in fr- literally free speech money. Uh, but at the same time, I'm throwing a conference and I have important people that were supposed to be a part of the conference that essentially no longer want to be a part of it if this person's a part of it. that's uh, I had my back up against the wall. I was like, you know what? I reached out to Chris. I was like, are these things true? Uh, you know, what you're being accused of? And there's, you know, these past things, you know, uh, copies of past things that he s- said supposedly. And he just refused to answer. He was like, well... Uh, I don't. I don't want to respond to the accusations because even just by responding, you know, I'm giving them whatever more credit than they yeah. deserve. Uh, so I was like, ugh, I was like, I need something, man. So anyway, so long story short, I ended up having to quote unquote cancel Chris Sky. Right? Uh, it was it was bad. And so then I had half the community hating me for for canceling him, and then you know the other half that was that were glad I did. Um, and I had me who was like, oh man, did I compromise my own like ideals because of what I did here? So what I ended up doing was like reformatting the entire event and creating an aspect of it where people can literally just sign up as speakers themselves without gatekeepers and they can just self select and self register for a portion of the conference. Cause I was like, the problem was I was a gatekeeper. I don't want to be a gatekeeper. I want any, yeah. and by putting myself in that position, I, I really had no choice cause I, I didn't want to lose some of the other big speakers that actually were going to come and talk about the code. Um, so I've experienced firsthand how diverse <laughs> the po- the personal politics are within Monero. Um, but yet, everybody comes together and believes that it, it's important for us to have digital cash, even though it means, like you said, you know, that's going to give evil people. And the equal ability to use it as opposed to 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 good people, however you may define those. And, th- and that's the problem, right? So yeah. uh, what may be considered a crime today, uh, we may not consider a crime tomorrow, right? And so when people point out that criminals are using this, uh, it's being used for bad things, it's, okay, well, who decides what's good and bad, right? And, uh, you know... I don't think anybody would want, uh, you know, a system where you know this is a very extreme example, but systems where you know basically your your minds can be read, you know, kind of a, a thought police type thing. No, no, certainly nobody would agree to that, right? Nobody would think that's a good technology, even though it could prevent a lot of crime. Um, so why are you then not okay with a system where you can freely transact? Because at the end of the day, if you if you really think about it. Uh, the way we spend our money and what we spend our money on and how we sh- shift the value that we control really represents what our deepest concerns and thoughts are. 
um, it's like free speech itself, even deeper in some levels, right? You know, I could be saying one thing, but where where I put my money is really what I care about. And so I think fundamentally, philosophically, it's important to create a tool where anybody can put their money wherever they want without censorship. And yes, it's going to give all people that ability. Uh, and people are going to point that out as being a bad. But I mean, any any amazing liber- liberating technology like that is going to have that same exact issue. Like the internet, right? Um, yeah. We saw that same exact thing with the internet itself. Yeah, criminals use the internet. A lot of cri- all, a lot, yeah, all major criminals are, are using the internet. The internet has made it a lot easier for a lot of people to commit a lot of different crimes. But I don't think any, exactly. I don't, th- I think ninety nine point nine percent of the world would agree. We don't want to uh, get rid of the internet. Yeah, a lot of people would just argue to uh, censor it and restrict it, which you know we we know how much uh, criminals like to follow laws and regulations. So you know, right, that, right. that somehow is going to help. Right. You know, it, speaking of controversial figures, you you were actually able to interview John McAfee before I did. he passed away. I did. Yeah. Now, how was that? It was very cool. Um, I you know I wish the interview. I wish I could have. I could do it again. Uh, you know, I I didn't really know um, what direction it was going to head in. I think he was a uh, he was a little. <laughs> inebriated that morning which obviously is you know uh, anyone should expect but it was kind of hard to wrangle him in and actually at the time when i spoke to him he wasn't a huge monero advocate it was like i was debating with him i was like john what are you like come on man monero you know he's like ah yeah you know he's like he was going off the handle on me and he was you know because that was that's when he was pumping um a lot of these other you know fly-by-night projects yeah. And so uh, I was kind of criticizing him about that. Um, but what, uh, uh, what what's interesting, he ended up becoming quite the Monero advocate um, a few months after that. Uh, but it was an honor to speak to him. Um, you know, I mean, you know, he's obviously another controversial character, right? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if the things he's been accused of or whatever are true or not or whatever. But I, what I do appreciate about him is his fierceness in fighting for liberty, uh, and that's the same thing with Chris Guy. That's why I was, uh, you know, that's why I liked him as a character. You know, it, it takes it takes a lot of guts and determination to be out there, acting like that and fighting for liberty. Um, and so I appreciate that, and I was I was happy to have him on. It was, it was very cool. It does, and <clears throat> people like this, you know, it. It's interesting because it it takes people like this to really be able to fight for liberty. The masses don't always know what's best. Um, you got to be on the fringe, man. Unfortunately, exactly. It's no, nothing is ever innovation hasn't come out of playing it safe, you know. So I I think that's really interesting, which is also what I find interesting about the Monero project itself. Um, you know, launching with. Bitcoin and everything, um, you've got all of these other projects, Bitcoin Cash, um, Litecoin. Uh, it, I mean, there's just thousands, thousands of them. Uh, new ones coming out every single day. Um, and then you have a group of people who really come out and see the issue 
with a lot of these digital currencies you, in the the potential for abuse. Um, the the way I see it is that this could really screw up humanity unless we take control of it and put our stamp on it, which is the biggest reason I'm a proponent of Monero. It gives the power to us. Exactly. Yeah, what's what's a little, I don't know if you agree with this, but what I find a little bit troubling with the, the Bitcoin maxi movement is where, you know, we're seeing people opt into this transparent ledger, right? Uh, and they're opting into it with the belief that Bitcoin is what Monero actually is, right? So a lot of them are like, you know, when you see them on Twitter and out there screaming about Bitcoin, they're talking about it in ways that more closely represent what Monero is. And it's concerning because we know that that's not what Bitcoin is uh, and that the likelihood that Bitcoin evolves to the point where it's going to protect people's privacy on the protocol level is very slim. Um, it has a lot of forward momentum for being this number go up technology, and that's really what its design goals currently are. Um, so any any changes that are made, any you know, any way it's sold, it's all about what can we do or say that will increase the price. And doing something controversial like adding privacy into the core protocol level is probably not going to be good for mainstream adoption. For you know, governments to start saying we're going to be stacking stacking sats, you know, um, for big investment firms to be putting their their money into into cryptocurrency, um, and so the design decisions that are being made in Bitcoin are for all for those purposes, and it's it's kind of scary because there is so much momentum for these number go up purposes. Uh, and everybody's converging on that. And so the people that are in it, the people that are designing around it, and the people that are being brought into it is for the purposes of making more money, right? And they've completely uh, discounted the fact that it may not be equaling more liberty at the end of the day because they're just seeing it as, well, I'm getting richer and that means I'm going to have more liberty. Well, not if we're all transacting on a transparent ledger where, you know, uh, your your Bitcoin isn't as unconfiscatable as you thought it was, uh, where all your transactions can be tracked and traced and maybe perfectly taxed in the future, where companies can start to surveil it in the way they surveil your social media and learn more about you, understand you on a deeper level. Uh, learn how businesses are, you know, giving certain people advantages over others in terms of those that have more resources and are better able to interpret the data. Uh, all those things don't lead to to more liberty, uh, and it is concerning because it has so much momentum. And like you said, here we are with something like Monero. We're we're in the you know in the back. Hey guys, Monero, Monero, and they're like, shut up, it's a shit coin. Um. And a lot of people, a lot of noobs go along with that. They're like, yeah, it's, you know, because they're, they're interested in the, the make money fast scenario. Um, yeah. And so it is, it's, it's scary because I do think we're at the crossroads because if, 
you know, Monero gets left behind, uh, then, you know, I don't see it, something like it eventually taking off in the future. That being said, though, I do feel like it is quite inevitable. And I, 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 I can't really see the scenario where it does get left behind only because it really does provide such a strong, valuable use. Uh, like we said, with, you know, like the dark markets, right? Um, they're, they're moving to Monero. Uh, anybody who has spent a little time looking at this stuff is moving over to Monero. Like, why take the risk? You know, at this point, does it make mm-hmm. sense to, to still use Bitcoin for those purposes? It's just a tremendous risk and it's too easy to just use your Bitcoin to get Monero. Uh, and then you have the vendors that are requesting Monero instead of Bitcoin, some of them doing Monero only. Um, and so because of that, I think it's going to naturally stay alive. Uh, it may stay fringe for longer than we, than we want it to, but I don't think it's going to be killed anytime soon. And it'll just sit there and it will wait until society realizes that it's probably best if you all adopt this on a, on a broader level. I, yeah, I agree. It's, uh, in my opinion, I, I'm not sure how you, uh, would feel about this, but I, I definitely view crypto, but especially Monero and s- some of the other privacy coins. Uh, I, I'm just all in on Monero, though, you know, but you've got uh, Pirate Chain, which I, I like the project. I think there's some issues with it. I think Monero's a lot more solid. Um, the, the community is a lot funner, a lot cooler. You like some of the things you guys do. Um, with some of the conferences and everything, plus the show, which I highly recommend everyone to go subscribe because it's a, it's a great channel. Thank you, man. Um, but cryptocurrency and specifically Monero, I view it as a, an IQ test exactly. because I, I, I see certain people that <laughs> they, they push a lot of these uh, stable coins or things like Bitcoin, which are not privacy-centered. Um, and then we, we've got a, a lot of the, uh, what is it, CB, CBDBs? Central Bank, the, the CBDCs, central bank yep. Digital currencies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, just adopt FedCoin, you know? It's a digital version of the fiat dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, I think anyone paying attention to the markets right now can see the the tremendous problems that we're running into. Uh, prices are going up, and I try to correct people on that. It's like eh, prices aren't going up. Value of the dollar is dropping. They keep printing and printing, making it worthless. Um, a lot of these issues are actually taken care of with some cryptocurrencies. Um, I think it's kind of interesting that Monero itself has been kind of suppressed and so the price has been kept down. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree that uh, I don't see Monero going anywhere. Maybe uh, the, an improvement upon the basis of it at some point. Um, but I think more and more people will start seeing the utility and the importance of privacy, especially in the digital age we live in. Um, 
Would you like to highlight some of the things that you can actually do with Monero? I, I know you guys have a project with uh, coffee farmers. Yeah, so uh, obviously, so right. So dark markets. Uh, you know, if you're if you're one of those people and you're going there, uh, I recommend you use Monero for that. Uh, beyond that, <laughs> um, for you know doing things in the day to day in the real world, um, we yeah we sell coffee for Monero, uh, and it's from Guatemala. It's called, and we sell it at this website called gratuitous.org. Uh, and what's unique about it is we've created a way where you can send tips in Monero to the farmers um, or the workers at the farm that pick the beans. And so we started the the company for that purpose. So to create a use case for crypto, um, positive use case that can demonstrate something that you wouldn't be able to do pre-crypto, right? There'd be no way to, you know, send 10 cents, 50 cents, zap it across the world to, you know, somebody who picked your coffee beans without crypto, right? Uh, you can't use a bank account for that. You're not going to put 50 cents in the mail. Um, Western Union, you know, the fees are too high. There's just no way to do it. Uh, so but with crypto, I mean, you could literally give Guatemalan workers, some of them don't, don't even have smartphones, although most of them do. You'd be surprised. Um, give them a private key. Uh, you know, give them a 25... Uh, seed phrase their own seed phrase and say hold on to this and now people around the world that are buying this coffee will be able to send you tips so uh there's that use case um there's coin cards i like to use on data uh you know for daily things so that's just a way to buy gift cards with monero Amazon gift cards, right? So if you could buy an Amazon gift card with Monero, I mean, that's literally like 98% of the stuff you need to, to purchase. Uh, whether you think that's, you know, you, you know, you want to support Amazon or not. Um, so that, that's a good use. Um, and I don't know, there's, there's lots of people on the day to day that are just agreeing to, um, accept Monero. Um, I, the, where I saw it, most in like most being used in like in the flesh and blood was when I went to Porkfest. Are you familiar with Porkfest? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Have you been? Never been, unfortunately. Oh got, okay. Got plans to go in the future. Yeah, I hope you uh, go this year because we'll definitely be there. Uh, oh, I, perfect. Yeah, I had heard about it for years and just like never went. And I was like, you know, I I want to go because I want to see are people using Monero there because if they're not. Uh, there's a total like disconnect there between what's going on in crypto and what. And sure enough, uh, I went this year and lots of people are using Monero there. Um, so long story short, uh, Monero is slowly being adopted, um, but it's being adopted organically and for the actual use case of cash. And it's not people that are just trying to, you know, purchase a store of value. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else, what other examples I could give you of places accepting it, but off off the hand, off the cuff, I don't really know. Those are the big ones yeah, I, I do: is coin cards, uh, Travala. You could buy plane tickets with Monero. I've, we've used it for that. Um, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. So I mean, you could basically you could it's at the point where you could live off of it, uh, and then obviously anywhere where any crypto is accepted, you could very easily convert your Monero into any crypto on the spot uh, using, I don't know if you use Cake Wallet. I use Cake Wallet. We're, I do. Yeah, our shows are sponsored by Cake Wallet. Um, and they've 
figured out how to make it very convenient to run a Monero, Monero wallet. Uh, and they integrated now payments or change now into it. So on the spot, you can convert any crypto into Monero or vice versa and send it to, you know, any wallet address. Um, so that pretty, you know, you could easily hold Monero uh, yeah. and easily send it in any other form. They're also, they're going to be integrating uh, Thor chain. I don't know if, if you're familiar with that into cake pretty soon. And so you'll be able to do the same thing, but instead of using um, change now, you would be using ThorChain, which is essentially, it's going to be a more decentralized way. So you're not going to be going through a third party. Um, mm. And it's going to be, you know, a way to kind of, in an unstoppable form, transfer your, your Monero into any other crypto. So we're at the point where you could essentially use it for whatever you want is basically what I'm trying. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like while not everybody individually is saying they accept Monero, if you want, you can figure out how to spend Monero for that thing and, and get it. Um, but obviously, I'd love to start seeing more people accept Monero um, directly. In New York, I often, when I'm out and about, I mean, obviously with COVID, it's it's... You know, things are kind of dead around here, but um, in my daily life around here, I try to get people to accept Monero all the time. And with crypto being as popular as it is, uh, you know, they may have not, people may have not heard of Monero, but they're usually willing to try it out and accept it. Just like, oh, download Kick Wallet, you know. I'll, well, I'll, and it's, it's so easy. Yeah, I'll tip like waiters at restaurants. I'll get them, convince them to download Cake and be like, oh, let me send your tip in Monero. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm a, Big fan of Cake Wallet. Um, I've also used Edge, um, which is, I'm I'm a pretty big fan of. Um, I prefer Cake Wallet, I think, just because I've got a an iPhone, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll be honest. In my opinion, ninety five percent of all cryptos are just garbage. Um, I, I think there's a very small number of projects and everything that are actually worth it. Um, so I don't have a wide range of crypto holdings. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I like some of the other projects. I do like Litecoin, you know, the uh, cheap fees and being able to switch Monero for Litecoin or vice versa. Um, there is one company that um, I buy bullion from. It's uh, Money Metals. Okay. Um, and they, they set, accept Monero. Very cool. Yeah. So that's uh, another thing <clears throat> I've been purchasing. Uh, haven't been able to use any yet, um, but there's gold backs. I don't know if you've seen those. Yeah, I got them from uh, from Porkfest. We were yeah, people yeah, were buying our coffee well. with gold backs, and we were trading Monero for gold backs. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's great. Um, two of my favorite currencies, you know, <laughs> bullion and Monero. So I gotta, got, got I gotta say, my daughter, my daughter preferred the goldbacks to Monero. She, you know, holding the uh, just there's, there's something to yeah. be said for holding a, a physical something physical in your hands, right? That represents money. I'm I'm holding exactly. actually some some Roman coins right now. My I had them oh, on nice. the desk. Oh um, yeah, the the original fiat. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a nice reminder. Yeah, exactly. How how worthless it can become. Exactly. <laughs> it's a. Uh, Interesting seeing uh, how much money is being printed. I mean, it's uh, one out of every five dollars has been printed in the last year. 
Well, this is what's opening people's eyes, like you said. So it's it's that it's the money printing. People are like, "Whoa, wait a minute, what's going on here?" I mean, that we've never been more aware as a society of what money is than today, right? I mean, yeah, you know, I think 10, 20 years ago, nobody was talking about what money is. We were just there using money. There was no invention going on in the world of money. We all just used it. Very few of us stopped to think about what it actually what is or was. Um, but now everybody, not everybody, but it's it's entering the mainstream, right? People are starting to question money. And especially with all this money printing is is opening up people's eyes, right? They're like, well, you know, why is my gallon of milk cost, you know, 50% more than two weeks ago? You know, inflation is, is extremely real right now. It's not some yeah. theoretical thing. People are seeing it. And they're wondering it's wh- why it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and then they see crypto as this alternative. Um, and then the other thing is, like you said, the CBDCs. That's going to be, I think, a catalytic event. Uh, once those start to roll out, it's, I think, being rolled out in China already right now. Um, they have the yeah. prototype built and they're already testing it. I think the goal was they were going to like really try to launch it with the Olympics. And then you have other countries that are going to compete and try to roll out their own. So it's it's all it's all coming, right? So like whether it's two, a year from now or five years from now, uh, people are going to be getting introduced to CBDCs. Their country is going to try to start getting them to use it. And what I hope will happen is people will question it, right? Um, I mean, you'll have plenty of sheep that just move move along with it especially if they off, offer you incentives to start using it right it's mm-hmm. going to be like you know get a thousand dollars free uh central bank digital currency if you download the wallet and you know move all your money into it whatever it may be right there's going to be incentives yeah. there but i think that's going to be one of those events that really starts to open the mainstream's eyes to all of this and they're like wait a minute is that what bitcoin's like and then a little bit, you know, everybody can track and trace uh, all my. St- I don't. I don't know if I want to be using these CBDCs. The government's going to know everything I do. Uh, they're going to control it all, and then they'll start to. But, but with Bitcoin, that won't be the case. And then they'll be like, "Wait a minute, is that also possible with Bitcoin?" You know, like I think. I think yeah. those are going to be. That's going to be one of the events that starts to open people's eyes. Yeah, I I agree. Where Where do you see Monero heading? Um, based upon what's happening now in terms of what price adoption adoption mainly uh well i mean you look at all the metrics other than price uh they're all up you know up and to the right you know so the the mine hashing power is going up the transaction count has been hitting new all-time highs um it continues to grow, so it looks like a health, very healthy uh, adoption rate, uh, and I just predict it's going to continue continue to grow. Um, price, price. I never really try to predict price. I had I just had somebody yeah. recently on Monero talk. We did a good show on it, and he's he was doing some analysis and looking at transaction counts and comparing it to price, and it's like. Any which way you slice it or look at it, Monero is highly undervalued compared to uh, what it, it what its actual adoption uh, rate is. Right, uh, we're seeing actual real world use, but we're not seeing that really reflected in its price, especially compared to every other crypto. That's yeah. where 
99% of them aren't being used at all and are just be, being purely speculated upon. Uh, so my Most prediction is the just holding. Yeah, my prediction is the price is going to go up a lot, a lot, um, and or maybe Monero is the only fair valued crypto right now, and everything else will like move move down towards it. I don't know, but yeah. either way, it's it's undervalued relative to all their cryptos. Um, I think price will go up a lot, and I think adoption is going to continue to grow as people realize the importance of digital cash and where you know that it's required for certain for certain uses. Yeah. There there was a bit of information I picked up from your channel which I I absolutely love. I'm I can't remember off the top of my head what episode it was. And I I think it was you that actually recommended doing it. But it was just uh when when you're at a a store, a coffee shop or whatever, ask the merchant if they accept Monero. Mm-hmm. And be like, man, I would really love to pay for this if if you guys accepted Monero. I guess I'll just use the dollar, <laughs> you know. I may and, even pay a little bit more if you accept Monero. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'd throw a couple extra dollars for a tip. You know. Yeah, no, no that's that's right. what I was saying before. I think that's that's a great method, and you'd be surprised the amount of people that would take the time. Because they've seen how high some of these cryptos have gone, right? And like, oh, here's your chance to get, you know, 30 bucks in Monero. When are you going to get it otherwise? And you're getting it K- without KYC, right? You're literally yeah. getting it in the best way you can get it, uh, peer-to-peer. And you explain that to them as well. You're like, oh, I'm passing you some anonymous digital gold. You want some or you want some of this fiat? Like, yeah, you take your yeah, $30. Exactly. Or maybe you might want to try this out. It worked out for, you know, Bitcoin. And yeah, you'd be surprised the amount of people that would that will stop and, and take it. Yeah. And I I think it's interesting because it, it is extremely undervalued. Um, if you look at some of the charts, I do enjoy the fact that it's stable considering, you know, so some of these cryptocurrencies are just all over the place. Even Bitcoin itself is just, you know, 60,000 one month and now it's down to 41. You know that that's a huge swing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Monero's been pretty stable. Yeah, I mean, I I recommend watching this show that we recently did, and yeah, we go over all these like looking at different ways and why it's undervalued and where it may be going, and uh, we toss out. He's the guy who I had on. Um, forgetting his name, I had, but uh, Chad Thackeray, I believe his name is. Um, he was throwing out some big potential numbers, you know, like in the many, many thousands. Um, he was basically saying it wouldn't really make sense for Monero to ever go below like $110 at this point. Uh, and that, you know, it's it's fairly valued between that and a and $1,000, no problem right now. Uh, and then as you, you know, go up in time, obviously all those numbers continue to go up um, into, into the many thousands. And he was actually saying that, you know, Monero is pretty volatile. Um, there are a lot of big swings that just don't happen as as often. So you have in Monero, it's it's interesting. You just have like these long periods of, of nothingness. And then you have extreme volatility, much more yeah. drastic than a Bitcoin. Uh, and that Monero is overdue for one of those extreme volatile moments um, when you look back at its history. Uh, and that it, you know, we'll probably see something, maybe not to the degree of a 2017, but 
something again like it in terms of its price movement. And if we were to see that right now, I mean, the numbers would be, you know, astronomical compared to what they are right now. Um, yeah. You know, 10x, no problem, you know? Yeah, that's <clears throat> it's really interesting because, I mean, all of crypto is pretty volatile. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I think that a lot of that's due to its, uh, it, it being such a new technology, relatively speaking. Oh, yeah. The liquidity is, is still relatively low, right? Compared to the dollar yeah. and everything else. That you could, if you move money into it, you're going to affect the market cap. So obviously, Monero is a lot more susceptible to that than Bitcoin. But even Bitcoin is susceptible to that. It's going to take a long time before things really dampen out. And, you know, you could dump a billion dollars into it and it won't it won't budge, you know? Um, yeah. But that, that, that's going to come with time. I mean, there's those that say even at that point, it's still going to be volatile. But I don't, I don't really buy that. Um, if, you get, if you get massive full-on adoption, uh, then, yeah, it's going to be a hell of a lot less volatile than it is. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, so what do you say to the people who are still just against getting into crypto at all? Uh, Monero or even Bitcoin. I guess it depends what their reasoning is. I don't really understand why anybody would be against it. Like, why would you rather let the government steal from you? <laughs> like, yeah. unless right. you're literally benefiting from that in some way, then sure, that makes sense. If you're if you're the guy, the one or two, you know, the five, one of the five guys that's benefiting from that, <laughs> then sure. Uh, but chances are you're not. So you should try to uh, push this technology along, get into it, and we'll all benefit from it. I can see people's hesitance because they don't want to. They don't want the early adopters to have a windfall, right? So there's there's so much greed at stake here. Um, the people that are already in it are greedy, and they want to get new people in it. And the new people are like, well, why do I want to step in and make these people even more mega wealthy than that they probably already are? Uh, so I think a lot of the hesitation comes from that. Uh, but at some point you're going to have to bite the bullet and realize, you know, crypto is not going away. Uh, it's here yeah. to stay. So if that's your reasoning, you're just shooting yourself in the foot, um, because you're just going to be a laggard and you're not going to benefit from the growth. So if you're hearing about it now, uh, and you're, you're against it, that means you're thinking about it and you should just, you know, Try to really be objective about it. Realize that it's here to stay and you might be missing a great opportunity to invest in something um, is what I'd say to anybody that's on the sidelines. Well, and the the, the biggest things I've heard, uh, the biggest criticisms is there's no like daily case use. You know, you, you, you can't say... Uh, it's this many Bitcoin that equals a cow. It was an, an actual... Uh, unit of account. It, yeah, yeah, the, the unit of measurement. Um, because it's still tied to the US dollar in many ways. Sure. Um, or the euro or anything else, the yen. Um, I think it's always going to be tied to other currency. All currencies tied together. Uh, bullion still tied to the dollar. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's... It's not the uh, only determining factor in its price, but I, I think it's just kind of a weak argument as far as uh, 
Yeah, like you said, so we, all, all currencies are currently like that. Obviously, the dollar being the most used currency is one that people can most relate to. So when they see things, yeah. they, they can most understand what the value of the dollar is because we all use the dollar. Um, but as that changes and we start to use Bitcoin and Monero more, that mindset will change and people will start to value things in, in those currencies natively. So, for example, me, I mean, I've been all Monero for quite some time. So I think I more naturally start to value things in Monero than the dollar. And as more people opt into it, they'll start to do the same. So it really comes down to what your own, you know, what what you really hold really determines how you start to to view and value other things. And so as more people move into it, they'll start to, to use it as a unit of account, I believe. Yeah. And I, I think the other largest criticism I've I've heard the most probably people not understanding crypto. Mm, yeah. Um, the, that's one thing I love about the crypto community, um, but specifically Monero. Once again, the community is great. Um, you know, the subreddit, r slash Monero is great. Um, the Telegram group, everyone's always usually really helpful. Um have no problem explaining anything. I mean, I've talked to the devs on Twitter. Well, some of the people that are known anyways, you know, not everyone's mm -hmm. out in the open. But it's interesting that all it takes is just asking a question. Mm -hmm. And most people haven't even asked questions about anything regarding crypto. Um, there's something to be said about it. Massive banks, corporations are investing in it. Why, why would these corporations typically publicly traded who have to appease their shareholders dump so much money into something that's not worth anything? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it makes sense why people are, are hesitant to invest in something they don't understand. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. advise any, anyone to do otherwise. Um, but also, you know, there are plenty of things people do invest in without truly understanding it, right? I mean, you buy Apple stock, it doesn't mean you really understand on a fundamental level how an iPhone works, right? Uh, no. You know, you buy a Tesla, you know, you know it's self-driving, but do you really understand the algorithm that's controlling that? And, you know, do you have faith in the fact that it won't just, you know, smash into a wall? <laughs> uh, no, you, you have faith in the engineering behind it, right? So you look at the company, you try to understand who's building it, you try to understand if there's enough capital and intelligence behind it to where you can trust the tech. And so I think the same thing is with crypto. You know, it's like you get into 747 and you, you, you trust that it's going to make it to the other side, but you don't know all the technology behind it. So we do this all the time. Uh, so I think those people that are discounting crypto because they don't understand it should try to look at it like other technologies and realize they may never really understand it on a deep, deep level. Like I, I know I've kind of already peaked at my under in terms of the deepness <laughs> yeah. I can go. I can understand new info coming in, but I'm never going to understand the cryptography on a deep level, right? I won't be able to look at that and be like, oh, you know, I, I get why, you know, uh, that's doing that on a mathematical level. Um, but I look at what it's supposed to be doing and what I'm told it's supposed to be doing 
And I trust that there's other the people that coded it and the mathematicians behind the cryptography. If they're all doing their what they say they did, then it makes sense that it can work. Um, and then you just have to make sure you know try to investigate and see if you think there's enough brain power working on it. Um, but yeah, that that makes sense why there's hesitancy there, and so that's gonna that's gonna decrease with time. So as more people are studying and looking at it, then more trust will be gained in it. You know, uh, Monero, that's one of the advantages Monero has to some of these other cryptos that are trying to be privacy coins. It's been around for a longer time. So there's more trust being gained in it that the technology actually does what we say it's going to do as opposed to some new fangled version of it that might be more private. But are you going to trust it? Um, and so any Zcash. Zcash, there you go. So anybody that's like on the sidelines for those reasons, just try to investigate it to the degree that you can understand it. Um, download a wallet, you know, get some of it, hold it, write down the private key, start to like, there's some basic concepts in crypto that anybody can understand it. They just take some time to look at it. And even if they just grasp those, their mind will be blown. You know, just this this idea of just holding, being able to generate your own, uh, you know, public key from your own private key, right? You, you don't even have to touch the network and you can create a wallet, essentially. I remember the first time yeah. I realized that, that kind of blew my mind, right? Realizing that it's all being run on encryption. Um, and then that opens your eyes and you start to realize, wow, uh, it's working based on, on these these mathematical principles, and you start to realize maybe maybe it is unstoppable. Maybe you can't hack it, you know? Uh, so I encourage people that are on the fence for those reasons to do, do some research. You'd be surprised. It may seem more confusing than you think. Um, but once you start to slowly peel the, the onion pieces away, you'll, you'll understand it. You'll grasp it. Well, and it's <clears throat> initially... I was blown away by the fact that you just turn into your own bank. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're control, you're, you're in control of the, of the ledger. You know, all of, all of these things that a bank does for people you're now in charge of. Um, it's a big responsibility. It's a big thing to, uh, be in control of. Um, but it really is, a lot simpler than people think. Mm -hmm. um, just some basic understanding of uh, how to be safe with it, I think, is one of the biggest things. Um, I mean, it maybe took me a month of independent research, and that wasn't even every day, you know, is uh, when I had extra time to be able to research it mm -hmm. uh, after work or whatever on the weekends and stuff. I would read articles, I'd watch videos. That's actually how I stumbled across your channel, um, getting more into Monero and everything and the, the privacy, learning the security side of everything, make sure I didn't have my uh, coins taken. So just learn some basic stuff like that and it's it's really easy to adopt especially with the qr code scanners um certain uh wallets coin coin omi um cake wallet edge wallet certain things like this the uh non-custodial wallets uh to where you actually own 
something um, instead of uh, holding the funds on a uh, an exchange. Uh, don't recommend Coinbase for anyone unless you do want to go that route. But, you know, a lot of KYC know your customer. Um, and you can't, other even, ways you can't even buy Monero there, you know? Yeah, exactly. They, they list it and can't even buy it. Yep, you gotta, so you gotta, you gotta wonder why. I mean, that 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 should be something like when people hear that. Oh, why, why, why don't they uh, sell yeah. Monero on Coinbase? Uh, it's been around since you know 2014. There's all these other do- dog coins being added, but they haven't added Monero. <laughs> Ask yourself why. Ask yourself why, and then that should lead to you realizing, oh, maybe it's doing something uh, that certain people don't like, which means maybe it's actually working as intended you know um yeah exactly yeah so uh what, what was oh i was gonna say you know so anybody who's listening now because I, I don't know if some of your followers or listeners are these people that are kind of on the fence with crypto uh if you're on twitter you know tweet me and uh you know download cake wallet and send me tweet my name and sound send out a, a re- your receive address and i'll send you some of your first monero just to get you Get you started as a, as there an you incentive, go. you know. I'll send you whatever, a few bucks. It's good. You should, if you're on the fence, at least download a wallet and try it and experiment with it. And that's the only way you can start to really judge the tech. And like you yeah. said, the most important thing. I mean, at the end of the day, if you just remember the one thing, which is to write down your private key, you really don't need to know much more beyond that. Beyond that, it could be as simple as using, you know, any other app we use in this day and age for, you know, for payments, you know. Um, yeah, a, a lot of these social media apps are a lot more complicated. Exactly. You know, would it's, you uh, would you say? Because I mean, obviously, most of your listeners, are, I assume, are libertarians, right? So, uh, typically, you know, I, I try not to be a libertarian podcast. I'm a libertarian with a podcast. Okay. So, because I'm I'm curious, do you think there's a lot of libertarians that are on the fence with crypto as well? I think so. Um. Because I could see the technology being an issue, but this idea of understanding uh, being your own bank and why you may want something like, theoretically, like a cryptocurrency versus the fiat, I, f- I feel like libertarians would, would understand that uh, very quickly. Oh, I, I think uh, libertarians are a little far behind uh, socially as far as uh, Monero goes. Mm-hmm. It, it's literally the ideology personified in a digital currency. Exactly. Um, so it's, it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of internal politics that are, I, I believe holding the ideology back. Um, other than that, uh, there, there's a lot of people into cryptocurrency. Um, a lot of people, uh, in my local state party that are into it. Um, lot of other people that are really interested in it they just haven't taken the plunge yet so it's uh something i would like to actually see the uh the the formulated parties actually invest in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um have some uh crypto holdings um i'm not sure exactly how the uh election finance stuff would Mm -hmm. 
be handled as far as that. But then again, you got things like Bitcoin, which could be fully and openly traced. So I, I think there's a place for something like that. Um, opt in with Monero and let everything be seen, you know, like you were stating at the start. Mm-hmm. Show your view. King. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I ran a- for Congress in New York in 2020. And it was very much on a pro Monero platform. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was the reason I ran. It was literally the reason I ran. Um, so I ran because I, I saw, you know, kind of saw where the puck was headed. And I just wanted somebody to be on the floor of Congress that would stand up and argue on behalf of digital cash, on behalf of free speech money for what its actual real purposes and not say, oh, well, we don't have to worry about it because it's actually traceable at the end of the day, right? Which is what you would, yeah. what we were seeing people in Congress saying, right? So when Bitcoin was being brought up and to this day when it's brought up, when, you know, uh, it's criticized for things like being used for whatever money, money laundering or nefarious purposes, the... The answer always is, well, actually, don't worry about it because it's on a, on a transparent ledger. So, if anything, it's it's making it easier for us to to prevent these things. And what I want to see is yeah. somebody who'd be up there, you know, Monero's attack because it's obviously not easier for those things. Would then make you know the free speech money arguments as to why it's important. And because I haven't really heard anybody to date make those arguments because they're somewhat dangerous arguments to make for all those reasons we're talking about, right? Because this technology can be used for good or bad. Um, But I haven't really heard anybody make the hardcore arguments as to why ultimately it's good, right? It's going to yield more liberty. And so I ran ran for Congress and I ended up getting swept up in in the day-to-day and having to talk about many other issues completely unrelated to crypto um, because most people in my district... You know, this is 2020. They had, well, obviously, people, a lot of people starting to hear about crypto, but nobody heard, you know, has heard about Monero. So, um, it was, it was interesting. Um, and I would like to see, you know, the parties start to come out, talk about it more, particularly the, I ran on the Republican line, but I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked to see the Libertarian Party as a whole not be more vocal about it. I know they're vocal about crypto. But let's see people yeah. starting to, you know, fight the good fight with regards to Monero. You know, that's where that's yeah. where the real fight is, right? So, if they were going to try to essentially ban Monero, um, would would people stand up? What representatives in this country would stand up and make philosophical arguments as to why that would be, you know, contradict the the ideals of this country? And I don't yeah, I don't know these, how many you would days? see do that. I, I I don't think we would have any. I mean, it's like I right. said, even a, even the most pro crypto congressperson. Yeah, I don't I, think. Would. I just think it's because Monero's not known. You know, it's even the crypto community itself. It's still like you you can talk to people that are all in on crypto and don't know anything about Monero, even though it's within the top fifty coins. Which yeah. shocks me, because where are these people getting their information from, right? Like, what type yeah, of research are they doing where they're not finding their way there? Yeah, it, it took me a matter of a month 
maybe a month and a half to find Monero. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's not like it's hidden. You know, the the amounts are and everything, but <laughs> beyond that, the information is readily available to everyone. So, getmonero.org, by the way. So, uh, do you want to tell everyone uh, what what's going on with the uh, convention you guys are holding down in Miami? Yeah, so it's uh, just a one-day conference, Monerotopia, April 7th in Miami. It's at the same time that the Bitcoin 2022 is going on. Theirs is like a three-day conference. It's literally down the block from it. Uh, prices are super cheap. It's like 59 bucks. we set the price for. I think we're going to raise it to 100 pretty soon, uh, which is extremely reasonable. I think Bitcoin is like $700 for, you know, for a ticket. If you're a whale, it's like thousands of dollars. Um, so we're trying to make it very accessible. And it's going to be a free speech money conference. We're going to talk about Monero. We're going to have devs there giving uh, presentations on, on the tech. And then we're going to have an evening session that's going to be open to kind of really uh, anybody that wants to show up and talk, kind of an open mic. I was telling you about that before. So people can self-register for that. Uh, and that was in response to what what happened with the, you know, the canceling of Chris Sky. So trying to stick with our ideals and create a, a version of a conference where even we can't be held accountable, right? So we can make yeah. it as free speech as possible. So we'll see what I don't know what that's gonna ha- what the, what's gonna happen with that evening portion, uh, but yeah, basically it's just gonna be a bunch of Monero people hanging out. Uh, we're gonna have uh, McAfee theme cocktails being served all day. I guess we'll start as early as possible. Uh, I'm sure that's what Ma- McAfee would 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 want. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, people just hanging out talking Monero all day. So it should be cool. Monerotopia.com for anybody that wants to try to grab a ticket. Yeah, and uh, I, I guess we're gonna wrap up here. It's been a it's been a blast, honestly. Cool, man. Glad you guys reached out and everything. So uh, we've we've got some uh, work behind the scenes that uh, we're gonna try and do a little integration and uh, promote some of that. Uh, uh, I can't remember the name that the, the coffee. Oh, gratuitous. Yes, gratuitous. Awesome, man. We're gonna we're gonna Greatly start working it. on uh, getting that promoted on our side. Thank you it's, so much. Yeah, of course, because uh, it's it's a project I really believe in, you know, and just Monero itself, I absolutely love. And any anybody who's out there spreading the word, which I, I was so stoked on you guys coming on and everything, because I. I have a hard time catching up on uh podcasts and everything but mm-hmm. your guys' show is definitely one that i always tried to watch you know it's just one of those things awesome so, i know there's so much information right now it's like hard to to pick and choose right it is but i i think uh you guys have one of the better monero shows um and there's a few out there but not all of them are super active so i highly recommend anyone go check out monero talks on youtube and uh, uh, where else are you guys located? Yeah, so we have Monero Talk and Monerotopia. They're both on the Monero Talk YouTube channel. And then you can find us on Spotify or iTunes if you just want to listen to it. We, we put all the shows up there. Well, right on. Well, cool. It was a, it was a 
absolute pleasure to have you on. So uh, thank you, man. Greatly appreciate. We'll, we'll have it. to get you back on and uh, talk some more Monero. Yeah, but so. you could come on. You know, maybe we could have you on ours, or you could come on Monerotopia if you want. That's the so we the Monero talk is where I interview people, and then Monerotopia is just we do it every weekend, Saturday mornings. Please yeah, feel definitely. free to jump on anytime you'd like. Uh, you could you know, talk about whatever it is you're you're concerned about that week. You could uh, bring up your podcast. I'm sure there's a lot of people in the Monero oh. community that would be interested in in what you're doing. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's continue to collaborate. Let me uh, oh, yeah. let me just repeat. So my my Twitter is Douglas Tuman. So like I said, anybody who's like on the fence with Monero and just wants to get some download cake wallet or whatever wallet you want to use for Monero, but that's probably the easiest one to get started with. Um, I've, I sent. I would suggest cake or Monero Um and then send me your your address. Figure out how to do that and. Um, whatever tweet tweet me at douglas tuman and i'll send you a little monero just so you could experiment with it yeah anybody has any issues just reach out to me and uh we'll we'll get you set up on a wallet so thanks thanks again for coming on it was a great pleasure and uh we'll work out me getting on over on your show awesome man i'm just thinking to, you know what we could do we could give away a, a ticket to monerotopia if you like too if you want to give that away to your audience i could uh I don't know with how you want to do it, but I could send you one. Yeah, yeah, we we could work on something like that yeah. for sure. All right. So, well, cool, man. Cool, uh, man. Hang out for just a little bit, and uh, everyone go to rise to liberty dot com, uh, rise to liberty dot com slash free speech uh, before they start censoring on Telegram. So hopefully that doesn't happen, but I've seen a little bit here and there. You know, kind of got to take it. So check us out there. Uh, we have a pretty spicy Twitter, uh, pretty spicy Instagram. So check those places out before. Otherwise, uh, we're on Rumble. Uh, Odyssey is where we're going to be putting most of our stuff from now on. Um, YouTube. It's great, right? Gotta love that. Yeah, I should mention we're on Odyssey as well. Everything we post uh, goes up on Odyssey as well. Definitely. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Recommend people. So using yeah, make that. sure and check out uh, these guys over there, and uh, we'll be seeing you guys next time. Ciao.